Okay, so welcome back. And in this section, we're going to be talking about rapport. And the aim is that we will be able to build rapport with any person at any point in time. Now, the theory is that our communication is made up of three things. Our words, our tonality, and our physiology. This originally came from the idea or study that was done by Albert Mehrabian. And to be fair, it's actually been oversimplified because this wasn't what he meant in just that our communication is 7% words, 38% tonality and 55% physiology. However, for the use of explanation, if we just work with this, then this is going to really help us to understand rapport a lot better and how we communicate with other people. So as I said, it is oversimplified, but it will help to, to get the point across. You see, when people are like each other, then they tend to like each other. Now, I don't know if you've ever met somebody and... You know, let's say you met somebody at a, at a barbecue or, or at a party and when you parted ways you thought, wow, you know what, that was really a nice person. And probably you were in rapport with that person. You see, when people are like each other, they tend to like each other. Now, one of the ways that people very often build rapport is they talk about common experiences and so they would say, well, where did you go to school? You know, or, or where was your last holiday? And they talk about things that they have in common. And this is a, a nice, easy way for people to build rapport. And it's something that we do naturally. However, there's other ways and, or other things that we can look at doing to be able to build rapport. Now, we gain rapport through the process of matching and mirroring. And so what do we mean by that? If you held up your right hand and I held up my left hand as I faced you, that would look like you are looking into a mirror. And so that is called mirroring. Now, if you held up your right hand and I was facing you and I held up my right hand, that would be matching you. So through this process of matching and mirroring, this is how we build rapport. Now the thing is that we want to do this outside of the awareness of the client. So it's very subtly. It's not like your five-year-old that does everything and copies you word for word everything that you say and do. Of course, that would be, it would feel fake. And of course, also it will be right inside the other person's awareness. So we want to do this outside of the client's awareness. Now, often people think, oh, but won't they catch me out? And the fact is, no, they won't catch you out. We're doing it subtly. And it's about building this relationship of trust. So what are the things that we can match and mirror then? Well, we've got our physiology. And under physiology, We've got our posture. So how's the person sit? How do they stand? One of the things I like to do is if I, if I meet a client and we're going to sit down, I have them sit down first. And I want to notice, do they sit with their bums right in the back of the chair? Do they lean a bit? 
Are they leaning to the left or the right? Is their bum more to the front of the chair? Imagine seeing their spine. If you could imagine looking through them and seeing their spine. And so I want to go sit like them just after that. You know, have they got their legs crossed, arms crossed? How are they sitting? What's their posture? Of course, also their gestures. Now, the thing with gestures is, as your client is doing it, you're not doing it at the same time. And to be fair, for the most part, you're not going to be doing it for anything that you match and mirror. You're going to wait till it's your turn to speak or your opportunity to do so that you can then match and mirror subtly outside the client's awareness. Of course, we can look at handshake. You've noticed how some people's handshake is really firm and somebody else's handshake might be very soft uh, and very gentle. Also proximity. How close does the person stand to us? Some people stand very close, very much in your face, and other people like to have a good distance, the good personal space. Of course, we've got facial expressions like blinking. Do they smile? They're breathing. Again, the pace and the location. How fast are they breathing? Where are they breathing? Now, blinking and breathing are two of those things that are very much outside of the client's awareness. So if I was going to sit down with my client and I assume their posture and I blink when they blink and I breathe as they breathe, one of the things you can consider if you couldn't see if the client was breathing or not because they might have a thick jacket on, when somebody's talking, typically they're exhaling. So you could imagine as they're talking out, then you would be exhaling out. We could also look at voice tone, which is the pitch. We've got tempo, which is the speed. We've got timbre, which is the quality of the voice. And of course, volume, which is loud or soft. So the tonality, a man wouldn't speak in a try to match and mirror a woman and speak in a high tonality. Of course, you probably might sound like Minnie Mouse. So you'd speak in a high tonality for a man and vice versa. A lady's not going to speak in a deep voice to match and mirror a man. She would just talk in a low tonality for a lady. Speed, of course, how fast and slow quality some people speak very crisp and clear while other people might have a a raspiness to their voice and volume again is self-explanatory then of course the words which make up the seven percent of our communication the predicates so what types of words is my client using if they say something like can you see that what does it appear like those are visual predicates somebody who says oh that feels great or i want to get a grasp of it those are kinesthetic predicates somebody says oh it needs to make sense of things that's a auditory digital predicate so i want to listen to the types of predicates that my client is using so that i can use the predicates best for them similarly also keywords in fact I remember when I was at school, we went on a particular uh, scouts outing and the person was, who was taking us around 
Every time he said something, he would say, whatever the case might be. And so, at one stage, he asked, what do you use this fire extinguisher for? Now, bearing in mind, I was a young lad, and I, I was actually just being a little bit cheeky. And I said, well, you know, you use this fire extinguisher for this, 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 and whatever the case might be. And although I was being very a little bit cheeky, actually, it built great rapport. Because I was using his keywords. Now, of course, we've already spoken about common experiences and associations as well. So these are some of the things we can look at as we match and mirror and we build rapport with other people. And so how would you know that you've got rapport? Well, there's four indicators of rapport. And the first is this internal feeling. So this is a feeling that you have with inside yourself. You could almost describe it as that little bit of a butterfly or giddy feeling. It's not that you're in love. It's just that little bit of excited feeling. The second might be you might notice a color shift within the other person. And then third, which is optional and, and sometimes sounds like a chat up line, is something that they might say like, have we met before? Or it feels like I've known you for some time. And whilst we're matching and mirroring, what we're doing is we're actually busy pacing the other person's experience. And then the fourth indicative rapport is actually leading. And so this would be where, if you've ever noticed, you have a sip of your drink. And then shortly after the person that you're with, they then have a sip of their drink. Or you uncross your legs and the other person then uncrosses their legs. And so this is leading, where the other person then unconsciously follows what you do. Now, this is how we build rapport and, of course, the four indicators of rapport. During the training, we'll talk a lot more about this and how important this is in creating change in all aspects of life, whether that be in therapy, in education, in business. And we'll talk about it. You'll get to experience it a lot. So that's rapport. And in the next section, we're going to talk about perceptual positions.